Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Eric Nolene, publisher, InsideTexas.com. It's this week's State of the Program, brought to you by Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Eric, uh, Big 12 Championship on tap this weekend. When you and I started, I've been talking now for more than a year, um, and you had said in 2022 that it was the year before the year. Here we are. It's 2023, and the Longhorns are in the Big 12 Championship game. A lot of hopes and dreams still on the line, uh, but I got to be honest, uh, the Texas uh, Longhorns have, have put it in front of themselves and made this a reality. You know, take me through that that process and one of the, in the reasons why you thought a year ago this would be the year te- for Texas to make that step up. Yeah, I think we've actually been talking more than a year. One of my first vivid re- uh, memories was having to find a place to do this in Des Moines, Iowa. And that was obviously <laughs> after a 30-7 to 7 loss, the, the bus thing and all that. And I was on a rooftop, kind of cold, mad, didn't really want to do the show. Uh, and now I'm in the comfort of my own home. They, you know, they, they beat Iowa State. They're, you know, they've, they've uh, run the revenge tour uh, the way that we hoped they would last year, but thought they would this year. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, that. Last year, I just thought that they were on a good roster cycle. Quinn Ewers was going to have a lot more experience. Obviously, experience at quarterback is extremely important, especially when you rely on the arm more so than the legs uh, like Sark does. Uh, the offensive line needed more time to mature. Uh, I think players needed even another year in in, uh, in the defensive scheme, even though they, we saw a lot of improvement last year. I knew they would be improved. I didn't think they would be where they needed to be this year. You see the third down defense, I think, is number one in the country. Uh, you know, they just have a lot more experienced team, physical maturity, mental maturity. Uh, better depth. It just seemed all pretty obvious to me uh, last year. Fans just didn't want to hear it because they felt like uh, every year is supposed to be the year. Yeah. Uh, well, they're like I said, Gabe's in front of them this uh, Saturday, 11 a.m. at Jerry World. Uh, the keys to this game is what one of the things I want to talk about. And then, Eric, I think it's good. This is a, this this weekly show gives us a chance to t- kind of take a step back and kind mm-hmm. of judge things from a broader perspective. I want to ask you to grade the offense the defense and special teams during the regular season as well. Uh, and then also I want to talk about a little about uh, portal recruiting versus regular recruiting. Deion Sanders right now is basically just eschewing high school football recruiting and going strictly portal. Texas is not doing that, but you know, yeah. they're still in the same ecosystem, right? Uh, they're still in college football together. Why is Texas doing it differently, et cetera? I, I know the answer and I think I know part of it, but I want to, Here's some of your nuanced answers as well. But let's start about with the matchup keys for Oklahoma State. Um, your first things out of the gate for a Texas victory, your keys. Well, Texas has an advantage going into pretty much every game with the run defense. You know, that's a very good way to make teams one-dimensional, and that's what they've done of late. Sometimes it works to the other team's advantage as it forced them to throw against softer coverage or, or more forgiving coverage. And I think Texas has tightened up those issues in recent weeks, and it's going to make for tough sledding against a pretty predictable uh, Oklahoma State offense, at least from a standpoint of what they want to do, run game, RPO. Now you know that Mike Gundy's going to pull out some clever stuff. He always does. He's the best at um, – he's probably the best in the country that I've seen, at least over a long period of time, of doing less – or doing more with less, uh, you know, finding the parts that he has and and winning with them, even if they're not all that good. I think we all remember Taylor Cornelius at cornerback. I think he threw for 33 touchdowns uh, one year, which is – and ran, ran for a, a game-winning run against Texas. I mean, it's just – that really sums up what Mike Gundy can do to you. Uh, but I do think that Texas has a, a monster matchup advantage pretty much across the board. They'll be able to stop the run, I think. I assume they will be with honest numbers. And then you can really start unlocking uh, you know, the, the, the pass game with uh, you know, defending the, the quick passing. Uh, Presley's a good uh, uh, 
receiver. He's given Texas trouble in the past, but Texas has actually done pretty well against him. K-State has a guy like him they did well against. Um, I'm really bullish on the matchup on defense. And then offense, I think, you know, Quinn's going to have to have a better game than he had last year. Or uh, la last year, obviously. I mean, that's I'm sure that one's well behind him. He's 19 of 49, I think. That one's way in the past. That's not even a concern. But but we have to see him play better than even he did last week, even in the blood against Texas Tech, uh, where I don't think he's seeing the drop back passing game nearly as quickly as he should. Uh, he's still money in the RPO game. Texas is going to be able to run the game, run the ball. Um, you know, as good as Oklahoma State's uh, run game is, they give up more yards on the ground than, than what they actually get. And that's pretty surprising when you have Ollie Gordon. Uh, so I expect a pretty good day. We got Jaden Blue finding his legs. Uh, I think Cedric Baxter has a chance to, to do some things on their softer edges. Just really like the matchup overall for Texas. And then Mike Gundy mentioned the special teams. You know, Mike Gundy uh, told – I didn't have any clue, but Mike Gundy said that Texas is plus 300 on punt returns, which that's astounding to even have 300 punt yards uh, th this day. It seems like you see way more fair catches than ever before. Uh, so, you know, he's obviously worried about, about the special teams. Yeah, I, you, you mix all that together, you know, and it it's, it's, sounds like Texas should win. Texas favored by what two touchdowns in this game, yes. uh, but we all know, you know, football has a way strange way of, uh, you know, doing things, especially in November yeah. uh, when the teams have been beat up a little bit. Teams are used to each other; they've seen everybody's playbook, so they can practice against oh, yeah. that playbook. Uh, it's just one of those items, and, and plus, players are playing faster at that point. They know what they're doing. Right. I think that's part of Oklahoma State's problems in recent weeks. Everybody knows what they're going to do. You know, we've seen them struggle. They had they got the big win against OU. Any big any win against OU is huge for them. Uh, really uh, ended Oklahoma's season. Uh, but they've struggled in recent weeks. You know, U of H was up on them, and, and uh, BYU sh probably should have beat them last week. So, you know, they're a weird team. Texas has done really well against some of the teams that they've struggled against. I, you know, they had the huge loss to UCF. Texas didn't play them, but uh, also a huge loss to South Alabama before they figured out uh, giving the ball to Ollie Gordon was their best chance, but it's just not a bad, they're not a really talented team. They're, you know, I think they're well coached. They're just not talented. All right. Uh, this next piece, uh, Eric, I want to ask you to, to grade and, and talk and let's discuss what you would give regular season grades to the Texas offense, defense, and special teams. But before, before we do that, I want to say thank you to our sponsor. Uh, each and every state of the program is brought to you by Adam Lowy and the Lowy law firm. He's been helping injured Texans for two decades uh, if you've been injured in a car wreck or on the job, give Adam a call, 512-280-0800, or visit him at LoweyLawFirm.com. That's LoweyLawFirm.com. Great thing about Adam, he gives you a free consultation uh, before you even get started to let you know what he thinks of your case. All right, uh, Eric, we talk about this, and I, I mentioned these grades, and I want to do it against expectations you had prior to the season, not just oh, well, everybody gets an A because they're 11 and one, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. let's, let's be a little bit more nuanced than that. The Texas offense uh, has made strides this year. Have they always been as prolific as we thought they might be in the preseason? Probably not. Not a lot of 40-plus output point outbursts. Right. Probably not as good in the red zone as we expected. Probably not as good on third down as we had hoped but they have scored 30-plus points in all but two games this year. Y your thoughts overall on that and where you thought they would be versus where they actually are right now? Yeah, man, we could probably go an hour on the offense. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, Texas Tech game summed it all up. They scored 55, but 21 of those came from Burt. 
Uh, you know, that's five field goals. So that tells you, hey, they're getting in the scoring range, but they're not they're not finishing out the drives like they should. Um, if you if you went about down by red zone scoring, that's you know, that's a C minus. Probably it's getting better, but it's a C minus. The offensive line, I think, is, has been a B uh, had some injuries that, that I think really affected the efficiency in red zone. I think Quinn has been a B. I knew that he wasn't going to be perfect this year. Um, I thought there was a chance that he could be an A player this year, but I think B is about in line. Uh, wide receivers, uh, you know, Xavier Worthy's really started to, to play better. Uh, you know, he was, he's played pretty consistently all season. I think he's had one bad game uh, a couple weeks ago. I forget exactly which game. That was Kansas State maybe um, where he had some struggles. But I think overall he's played 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 pretty well. I, I think a lot better than last year. Maybe he didn't bounce back quite as big as you or I thought. You know, I thought he had the potential to have, you know, 1,200 yards, 1,400 yards maybe even. Um, but that's kind of part and parcel with Quinn as well and some of these drives bogging down. Adonai Mitchell, man, I think he's been really good. Obviously, uh, the, the touchdown threat that, that we hoped he would be. Um, so you got, let me see, wide receivers, I'd probably give a B measured against expectations, but expectations were high there. That's not really a slight for them. Uh, running backs would have been an A with uh, Jonathan Brooks uh, being healthy the whole season. Obviously, he was on pace to probably win the Doak, at least to make the finalists. Um, let's see, what are we thinking there, Bobby? Probably, uh, I probably go I would say versus expectations heading into the season, A minus. Yeah, okay. I think that, that is the one position that exceeded expectations on offense. I think I had a little bit higher hopes for Baxter early on. He's been a, a little bit more tentative. Some of that's probably just his inexperience. And then, yeah, I think the injury cost him reps earlier in the season. Uh, we've also seen him look like the, the five-star talent that he is as well. Uh, but yeah, we can go B plus, A minus. Um, I think overall we're probably looking at a B measured against expectations. The red zone issues really weigh heavy on on their total scoring output. Um, like I said, it's, it's a – it's a mixed bag having Burt Auburn being the leading scorer in the country. You know, that's not how you want to finish drives. But again, you're getting in a scoring position that really sums everything up. Yeah, they've moved the ball more consistently this year than ever under Steve yeah. Sarkeesian. Fewer yeah. three and outs. Oh, yeah. You know, that sort of thing. And so when I think of it, I thought that that maybe was the biggest thing they had to overcome was to become more consistent on a whole right. year over year. And they actually, met my expectations in that regard. I would yeah. probably give the offense a B plus because of that. They've controlled the clock more. They move right. it running, throwing. It's just, it's a different feel. It's not an A plus to, to either of our points, right? But you can rely on, you. there's actually been times where they've relied on the offense. Oh, absolutely. Finish you know, we finished out the a couple games on the ground, uh, notably Alabama. That was huge. And they've also made some huge plays when they had to have them. Uh, GCU. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Big, big throws when they had to, had to have them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'll go B plus. Definitely not because I thought there was a chance for them to be a juggernaut. Uh, I like I said, I was, I've always been high on Jonathan Brooks. I wasn't surprised that he had a breakout. Um, Adonai Mitchell, I think, you know, Maybe there could have been games where they could have gone to him a little more. I thought they might get a little bit more out of Whittington consistently. Um, I thought there was a chance for another the offense to hit another level, uh, but they have been been really good and certainly the best offense Steve Sarkeesian has. I'm going to go with B plus. Uh, if somebody said A minus, you know, I might quibble just because of the red zone issues. Yeah, fair. All right, uh, let's turn to defense now, uh, Eric. All right, we saw the defense, and on paper we're like, wow, they're going to be good up front. Yeah, we don't know what the heck they're going to do on the back end. We hope. Jaron Thompson comes back to form. We hope whoever uh, plays the other safety is ready to, to replace Anthony Cook. Whoever replaces DeMarvian Overshone at one linebacker, we hope he's ready. 
Um, but I, I tell you what, uh, Pete Kwiatkowski in the preseason said he had three goals or four goals. Better on third and fourth down, more turnovers, and more pressure on the quarterback. He's completed all three of those. I mean, yeah. they're number one team in the country on third down conversions right yeah. now. Yep. And, and, you know, they picked up the red zone issues on offense for the defense. You know, they've, they've, they've been they've been pretty stingy there. Uh, and so that's that's been a huge thing in, in helping the score differential be so good on average. Yeah, it starts with the, the defensive line. I had high expectations coming in. Um, they, they exceeded them as high as they were. They exceeded I them. I got to give the defensive line an A plus based on expectations. Uh, Ethan Burke has been better than we hoped. You and I had some uh, private conversations going in, worrying about him both on the run as a run in. More so as a run run uh, defender than than a, a pass rusher, but uh, nonetheless, we had those concerns. Uh, they haven't really it hasn't really shown that they lack depth at at edge this season. Uh, some of those younger guys stepped up. We got you know more out of Jamon Tap than we expected this season. I think Justice Finkley has has done about as well as anybody could have hoped. Um, Vernon Broughton stepped up. I mean, you know, and you know, you've always got the headliners that had all the talent in the world and Tavondre Sweat. We, you know. But we didn't know he's going to have this year. You know, I was celebrating. Like a, I was celebrating like a madman when they got him back. Uh, but it was just, a, you know, even with the expectations of him playing on a 2022 level, it would have been big for Texas. But then he, he started playing like Sean Rogers, um, a total difference maker. And Byron Murphy, you know, you could have said before the season, there's a chance he'll go pro. Uh, but you know, he's got to have. He's got to be very productive. Boom, he hit on that. So got to go a plus on the D line, uh, linebackers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Probably go B plus uh, measured against expectations. I think, you know, Jalen Ford, I, you know, it's tough to forget about that OU game, but he's he's been good. Not quite as statistically as uh, impressive as he was last year, uh, which is a bit surprising given that the defensive line has been more dominant. Uh, but he's been good. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Anthony Hill learned so fast. Um, you know, he's obviously going to be the future of that position. He's had a very good, very good freshman season, not just a very good season for a freshman, but a good season overall. Uh, David Benda, I think, exceeded expectations in some regards, uh, even though that he lost some of his playing time to Hill, uh, which is interesting. You know, you would think if Hill was overtaking him that it might be a sign that David Benda was lacking. I thought David Benda played well. Um Linebackers, yeah, I got to go B plus on on linebackers. I believe. Um, I think that's fair. I mean, Bo Blackwell, Jet Bush, they had a number of guys contribute. Yeah, Jet's Jet's been solid. Yeah, Jet. I, you know, we said that Jet was going to be a good Big Twelve uh, defender this year, he's, and that's that's what he's been. Yep. I I want to say this uh, before we actually give the final grade or whatever. I think we're all waiting for a Ollie Gordon versus Anthony Hill hit at some oh, point man. during this game. On that's going to be. There's going to be a one one-on-one, and, and Ollie Gordon may get the better of it, 
but I feel I like it's going to be a hell of a collision. I'll I would have bet on that. Uh, Anthony hit somebody who was entirely off balance last week. Anthony's body was not in position to, to, to get the guy down and just laid him out. I don't know where the power comes from, so I'm not betting <laughs> on that. So you said B-plus on, on linebackers versus that. All right, uh, secondary, if there's been a disappointment, it's been here uh, overall. I think the corners have been fine. Actually, probably even maybe above expectations a little for me. But boy, the safeties, I, I don't, there were times this year where I thought the safeties deserved a D or maybe yeah, an F. I think, um, I don't, I think the corners probably gave up bigger plays this season than last season. They've been okay. I, I had pretty high expectations. I thought they would be a top three defensive uh, or, uh, group position group on the team. I think they've been okay. I would give the corners a B and I'd give the safeties a C and I'd give Jade Bear and I'd have to separate him and give him an A at star. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think the corners are have been pretty good. You know, they, they've get, they've gotten beat up, beaten over the top, but not really for a ton of touchdowns. You know, you see them a lot of contested catches down the sideline, uh, more so on Watts, I think. And, and you know, if Watts misses his jam, we know that that's a that's a possibility because uh, the makeup speed isn't exactly elite for a corner. But you know, they've been okay. B, uh, I think the future is still bright. I think Terrence Brooks did some good things this season, had a struggle or two, uh, but I think next year the corners are going to be really good with Brooks and Muhammad. I think I think they're on the ascent. Uh, but didn't exactly have a great season this year, but okay. And then the the safeties, you know, some of that, man, you know, each guy has his strengths and his weaknesses, and teams were really good at finding out what those strengths and weaknesses were uh, at times. And I think there was also some, uh, you know, poor coordination between coverage of uh, the safeties and the linebackers, which might not be just on the players, but, you know, sort of how we have to to – to, uh, to knock um, Sarkeesian down for red zone issues. We might have to knock uh, PK down for some of that coordination. Uh, but individually, you know, you, you got to be excited about Derek Williams. I would give him a, a B plus. I'd give him an A based on expectations. He's a true freshman that, that wasn't yeah. here early, right? I was not, yeah, I was not expecting a lot out of him this year. So I've got to give him an A based on expectations. If you're going by Taffin expectations, uh, you have to give him an A too because, you know, everybody's expectations were extreme. I, I mean, my expectations weren't extremely low. My, they were about average, I would say, but he's been better than average. Uh, he's made some big plays, not just the interceptions, but he's been a, a good tackler in space. I think, you know, the bigger issue is that we saw Jaron Thompson get beat a few times in, uh, in ways that uh, he didn't get beat last year, though he has, uh, what's he got, three interceptions this season. Made uh, a nice pick against TCU, too. That was amazing. That was that was like an NFL play. Um, yep. You know, Keaton Crawford, is, he's had some of those uh, mental mistakes that were were always a possibility. And so, you know, maybe he played the expectations too. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I give the, I give the safeties overall as a C. But it, you know, there's there's some glimmers of hope there if you look individually at Derek Williams, um, uh, Michael Taff, and and Thompson. You know, Thompson had an up and down season. Overall, I think you got to knock him for the coordination sometimes, um, and just giving up too many big plays. I would add this: the lack of availability of Jalen Catalan pushes the grade down for me because coming into the season, we were all excited about him and what he might bring. And then it just never transpired for whatever reason. Right. Yeah, I mean, whether I mean, he yeah, we kind of knew that was a, a risk given his injury history, but it was unfortunate that guys that, that, you know, should have probably at this stage in their career, you know, you can't make mental mistakes and to the upperclassmen who made too many uh, mental mistakes, but yeah, Catalan, that was, you know, Again, there, there was a path for this team to be a juggernaut, I think, and that part of that path would have been Catalan playing more like you did in 2020. Yep. Um, but you know, 11 and one, you can't you can't complain too much. So overall, on the defense, I've got to go. I got to go B plus. 
you know, I think you got to overweight for the amount of uh, for how good the defense is and how it makes up for some of the other uh, short shortcomings. And obviously, they play a big part for the third down defense as well, getting pressure. Uh, overall, I'm going B plus though. I just think there's a little bit more in the tank uh, if they close out some of these games. Um, you know, I think Texas is probably higher in the playoffs. I think there's a path to that if they played at an A minus level. I think they'd probably be you know the number four team or so, but. Not really complaining too much. The defense has played well. They've been playing better in recent weeks, I think. Uh, and hopefully they can go out and um, and play Oklahoma State, similar to how they played Tech, and, and give the playoff committee something to think about. All right, I still want to talk about special teams next and then talk about portal recruiting uh, in its place. But I uh, want to say thank you one last time here to Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. Been helping injured Texans for a couple of decades now. Uh, give them a shout if you've been injured in a car wreck or on the job and think you might be due compensation. Adam and his group. Uh, specialize in results for their clients. They'll give you a free consultation the first time you call. 512-280-0800 or visit him at LoweyLawFirm.com. Thank you, Adam. All right, special teams. Uh, you mentioned in the, the opening that uh, Mike Gundy made reference to Texas uh, having a 300-yard-plus differential in the punt return game. Thank you, Xavier Worthy. Thank you, Jeff Banks. And Thank you, Joe DeCamillis, the special assistant. You think all three of those guys, primary reasons for that, as well as Bert Auburn? Yeah, I mean, in the blockers, too. I mean, that I'm not, Bert, I'm not, not Bert Auburn. I'm sorry, Ryan Sanborn. Yep. Well, I mean, got to count Bert Auburn as well if you're going to do special teams. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, you know, the, some of the blocking on that, that worthy punt return, uh, I think Taft picked up a huge one. A guy would have nailed worthy. Pack, uh, Taft peeled off at the last second. I mean, the blocking – got better as the year went on there was that buildup throughout the season we're like all right it's only a matter of time it's only a matter of time and you know they finally got to that not only the touchdown but where they had a, a number of other really good returns uh this season the coverage teams have been really good um Bert Auburn had a had a rough patch and now he's what 28 for 33 which you know you don't really see a kicker go through a rough patch and just get it back so quick he went right back to where he was as a freshman um, he's been lights out, you know, he's, you know, I don't want to jinx him. He's been, but he's been almost automatic, uh, over 40 yards of late. Um, and then, you know, I got to give him an A overall, but I also got to give Banks some credit for how aggressive he lets those guys play. You know, it's not the most exciting thing on earth to be a, a true freshman on special teams, uh, but he makes it exciting because he lets them be aggressive. So we get to see guys like Trey Wisner and Jelani McDonald run down, uh, with their hair on fire and make plays. Um, I think that really energizes those players. I think it gets them excited about spring ball uh, and seeing their roles expand, not only um, on special teams, but on their side of the ball as well. Um, he's also he's given Sark a way to evaluate these players. So overall, I've got to give special teams an A. All right. I'm, I'm thinking back to something here real quick. One return for touchdown for Texas this year in the punt game, right? One return in the kickoff game, mm -hmm. uh, Keelan Robinson last week. And then one punt block for a touchdown, Manny Muhammad against OU. Three touchdowns in in, in a year is pretty strong for a, a football team, in my opinion. Uh, and then you also had two punt blocks overall uh, versus only one punt block, I believe, given up all season. Yeah, and, you know, they really won the, the hidden yardage game in a lot of these, in most of these contests. You know, the, the coverage units are good. Uh, Sanborn was, you know, really good as a punter earlier in, in, in the middle of the season. He's... Seems to his leg is tired out as he got over 20 punts finally. Uh, but, yeah, Jeff Banks is earning his money as a special teams coach for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do think that the addition of Joe D. Camillus played a role in that too, especially in punt return game uh, at this point. All right. Um, overall grade for them, in your opinion? A on special teams. 
I agree. Uh, just out, they outdid it, Eric. They outdid themselves. All right. Last piece that we want to talk about. Uh, your overall take right now. I mean, Deion Sanders is is uh, a lightning rod of sorts in college football right now. Uh, he is clearly eschewing almost entirely high school recruiting and going to the portal. Texas and other blue blood programs are not doing that. Um, they're trying to have this healthy mix of what they believe it to be. What's your make on that um, and how Texas is playing this game uh, as it relates to it? Yeah, well, I wrote a I wrote a piece on the portal this morning and, you know, I kind of let off with every team has different needs. Uh, and so you kind of you can't really it's harder to compare one to the next. You know, last year, a lot of a lot of uh, fans were getting antsy that, that Texas wasn't being more aggressive. Uh, in the portal, but every team has different considerations. You know, if you're, if you're losing a lot of guys to the portal or, um, you know, guys are graduating or, you know, there's, there's just different reasons. Texas didn't have that. And it was a good sign of program health that Texas didn't have to be more aggressive. Now, Texas has a lot better recruiting territory than Colorado does. Um, at the same time, we've seen Colorado land some good recruits uh, over the years. They've had some winning teams over the years. Uh, to, to entirely eschew uh, recruiting is is not the smartest move in my estimation. I think, and the biggest issue I think has long term is, um, you know, you don't have any continuity as far as players knowing schemes. Every year they, you're starting from scratch, and there's and it's impossible to build culture. Now, uh, in his defense, I'll put that in quotation marks. In his defense, he doesn't care much about culture, so that's not really a consideration for him. I have a pretty uh, pretty good idea how it's all going to end for him eventually. Maybe maybe he gets it on the right track at Colorado and gets another job, but at some point, culture is going to matter. Um, and I think it's probably going to matter at Colorado for him, but, you know, we'll see. It's, it's interesting to see how he does it. If anybody can pull it off, I think it's Dion because he's, you know, he's kind of got a, a gravitational pull to certain types of players. Um, but I think, uh, going all out with mercenaries is not going to work in the long run, uh, you know, as far as winning big. Yeah. I, I, I look at it and I think Sark's approach is, is right for Texas and Dion's approach may be right for Colorado. And so your, your, your initial point about it being, school specific you know what's what's the best path for oklahoma state is different than what the best path is for texas yeah no doubt and, you know and so i i can i can see that and and I, I can buy into that and i think that sark's got the right idea bring in 20 or so uh, high school prospects that you think you can develop some of them will be five stars that can maybe help yeah. you right away but the the majority of them 10 to 15 of them will be guys that are development guys that you think have high ceilings, but you can develop them and then add five to seven guys from the portal every year. You yeah, do that each and every year. It, it's just hard. Yeah. It's, a, it's hard to sustain success through free agency. You see that in the NFL. And so you've got to use the draft, which is recruiting uh, so that you can set your floor and build continuity without the program. And a lot of guys you get in recruiting are going to have much higher ceilings than the guy that you need out of the portal. You know, you if like, let's say, you know, this year, uh, let me see who's a good example. Last year, you got Anthony Hill coming in as a linebacker. This year, who are they looking for as a portal linebacker? Who could they get? They couldn't get anybody close to Anthony Hill in the portal. Uh, so you've got to build through recruiting. You've got to develop these players within your program, within your culture, within your strength and conditioning. Um, and then you have to supplement where you need it. Now, that it's the, the portal is a gift to Texas, you know, because let's say they're going to lose to Vondre Sweat and probably Byron Murphy. You know, maybe they're able to go find maybe not a not an impact player, but a guy that's going to be a lot better than a true freshman at defensive tackle just by nature of being more physically mature. Trill Carter. Yeah, a great example. Right. Yeah. You're able to find your stop gaps uh, while you develop your younger players. So you're not going to have really holes. It's, it's, it makes it easier to uh, to reload rather than rebuild.
All right. That's Eric Nolene, publisher, Inside Texas. Really good stuff, Eric. Uh, just a reminder, if you are not a subscriber to Inside Texas, you should be. Uh, go to InsideTexas.com. Uh, right now, it's really important because these videos do not fill the void of information as it relates to recruiting or team coverage. Too much is happening too frequently. You need to get a subscription. Go to InsideTexas.com. When you get there, make sure you use this promo code OTFIT23, OTF. IT23 uh, and select the monthly offer. Two months for just $1. It's a special offer. Uh, OTFIT23. All right, Eric, that's going to do it for this week's stay of the program. We appreciate it. Uh, and back to Inside Texas, we'll, we'll go. Uh, more news and info there. For Eric Nolene, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been Stay of the Program. Thank you also to Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm.